0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Vancouver Know Your Neighbour. I am your host Pranav Tamburnikar. Today, I have with me today Burglar. He is the Program Manager at Fraser Health Crisis Line. In this episode, we talk about how having social connections can improve our mental health and how can the crisis line be a great place for anybody who needs help. So just lay back and listen in. Hello, Sade. Thank you very much for joining me today, taking your time for the podcast. I'm very happy and glad to have you here. Thank you, Pranav.
1: I'm excited to join you today. My first time on a podcast, but I think it's a wonderful platform for everyone to stay connected these days and maybe have less screen time. So
0: I'm excited to join you and share a bit of what I've learned. Thank you. You are a program manager at Fraser Health Crisis Line. How long have you been associated with Fraser Health and what do you do as a part of that?
1: Well, I've been with this crisis line, the Fraser Health crisis line, just coming up on two years now. Like many of the volunteers that join a crisis line uh, when they get their start, I started as a volunteer back in 2012, so... So I've got the experience that I've been mm-hmm. right at the front line, I've, you know, kind of worked my way up and, and now I'm responsible for my own crisis line, which is you know, a wonderful responsibility in the midst of COVID, but it's also an exciting one with the opportunity you have in a crisis like we're facing with the pandemic to make sure that people in the community are supported adequately. Absolutely. For everyone, in case they don't know what we are, the Fraser Health Crisis Line is a free, immediate, and confidential um, telephone emotional support line staffed by trained volunteers who undergo rigorous training. It's a service that's available 24-7, 365, the idea being that whenever anyone is having a crisis... Um, they can call this number and speak to someone to help them get through that moment and maybe even plan
0: ahead for how to avoid a similar crisis down the road. I believe that having social connections are important to our mental health in many ways. So can you tell us about the importance of social connections and mental health?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, social connections are an important way that we buffer against stress. I think it's how we stay physically and emotionally healthy, being connected to others. I'm sure that anyone who listens to this podcast will have experienced some form of loneliness or isolation because of the pandemic and the way that we're all having to self-isolate. Anyone listening who is immunocompromised probably really understands what that feels like to have to be very careful and not have contact with those that they love of yeah, I mean, there's also plenty of studies out there that pre-pandemic times, uh, you know, correlate how you age healthily and the connections that you have. Um, so that has to do with uh, just being more involved with other people and being social makes you last a longer age. And now I'm sure there's a lot of other contributing factors, but that was the the really mm-hmm. quick and easy um, from what I remember from the study. And and yeah, you don't have to go far to, to see empirical evidence of the importance and the connection between 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 social social connections
0: and your mental health. How do you think the lack of social connection affects the mental health of a person and what are the risks of social isolation or loneliness? Hard to say. I mean... I feel like in these
1: times when we're talking about social isolation, we're talking about it in the context of COVID. And it's hard to just extricate or take out that one piece, the social isolation part of, of the pandemic, when there's all these other factors at play, whether it's, you know, the social movements across the, like North America with the indigenous people, with uh, people of color in the States, whether it's the anxiety around everyone's future, you know, there's a whole generation of young kids who are missing out on these formative experiences. Uh, You know, if you spent your 18th or your 19th year alive, not being able to do all the things that normally people would do at that age. So, you know, it's hard to really say, you know, I I guess in broad strokes, what I understand of the risk of loneliness and social isolation, you know, that it impacts your, your well-being. It exacerbates if you have any mental health conditions or if you struggle with substance use. It's aggravating those so you're you're indulging in substances more maybe you're withdrawing from people maybe signs of depression anxiety are coming up you know i think we
0: have a harder time tolerating stress when we're isolated mm-hmm. so then on on those lines what ways can connections and relationships benefit our mental health and overall well-being and in turn the well-being of a community as a whole yeah
1: well I, you know i think uh, that's gonna help us survive in a way you know like I said earlier, it's that buffer to stress. You know, a lot of us are just going about kind of living our lives with all this overing, overarching, you know, the, the isolation that maybe many of us feel with not being able to see our friends or family, um, anxiety about the pandemic. So making sure that we stay connected in whatever ways that we can is a way that I think we're all going to be able to be resilient with our mental health through everything that's happening. Uh, that's going to look different for everyone, you know, Um And I think you have to leverage a lot of your resourcefulness to make sure that you can stay connected. You know, it's not like these days you can walk out and go to a restaurant, a cafe Mm. or a pub um, and really feel like you can be within a sense of community, like you could have that Mm. sense of community. It's it's not you got to look for it. You got to call the people you know. Maybe you are in touch with services that help you stay connected to others. Maybe you've got professional support groups. Maybe, you know, you're seeing a therapist. It's going to look like a lot of different things for, for different people. But I think the gist of it is that you have to go out there and look for it
0: on your own right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's not easy for anyone. We are in the middle of a pandemic right now, but putting the pandemic aside, what would be the benefits in in general for mental health when you go out and create these connections? What, What kind of benefits are there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I can't, I guess, speak to like the neurobiological mm-hmm. effects of that, but uh, be a little out of my depth. But, you know, I can speak to maybe the clients that I've seen at the crisis mm-hmm. line, the ones that we support where, um, you know, sometimes due to physical, mental or different health conditions, you know, there are people in the community that really don't or aren't able to interact with you or I or everyone else, and uh, sometimes maybe calling a crisis line is the only form of connection they can get now for some people you know you can call the crisis line you get a half an hour with a volunteer 45 minutes you know whatever it is that you need you're able to talk about what's happening for you be very candid about your mental health and how isolation is maybe impacting you come up with a plan for how you're going to spend the rest mm-hmm. of the day and then usually you know that maybe that client's able to end that call and go about their day and make it through successfully as you how we'll put it now maybe that same person uh if they don't call they're just struggling with their mental health throughout the day, or maybe they feel um, overwhelmed at different parts of the day, not knowing how they're going to get through it because they don't—they have mobility issues or they struggle with suicidal thoughts and those come back or their anxiety is so high that it, it's just paralyzing for them. So, you know, when I think of something like that, um, connected socially um, as a way that we keep ourselves and, and, and we kind of protect ourselves from, from that stress or that isolation that brings about mental health struggles. Uh, it's a buffer yeah. and it's something to look forward to for a lot of people and it's something that I think humans as people just we need it we live longer when we're connected to others we're healthier when we're connected to others so you know we need to make that happen and you know, there's a lot of services out there that do things like this mm-hmm. uh, but also as people as neighbors as family members as friends you know we've got to be there for others in our life until, until uh, these people can be taken care of in other ways and That's what I mean by that is until a point when social connection is something that absolutely happens for everyone everywhere. You know, we've got to put ourselves out there to make sure that people are supported.
0: Absolutely. That's, that's true. Like it doesn't matter even if that person is willing to talk about what they're going through. It's just that having someone irrespective of what they want to talk about, just knowing that there is someone who can just listen to us is, is a big deal of a help for a lot of people out there.
1: Yeah. And, and I differentiate the kind of social contact you might have with someone, you know, you got your friends You maybe you've got your family and then you've got helpers in your life, whether they're therapists, mental health workers, um, support workers of any kind, Mm -hmm. you know, your friends, you go to for a certain thing, your family, you'll go to for specific things. And then your therapist or your helper in your life is someone you go to for other things. And, uh, you know, in the way that we want to kind of protect these relationships and nourish them, you you often maybe don't want to cross wires and go to mm-hmm. your family or friends for things you'd go to your therapist for. You'd go to the right person for that and keep yeah. those separate. And in that way, you know, you're getting the different kinds of um, social connectedness or interaction that you need, but also in like maybe a healthy way that's sustainable and not, mm-hmm. not a friend or family if they're the ones you're going to for your mental health issues all the time.
0: Yeah, that's Actually, that's a very good point that you've mentioned. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that yes that's so true to make in some sometimes that the different distinctions for to the the type of connection that you have with different people and what they mean to you is is different and it's very important oh yeah it's true one of the benefits of social connections on mental health is a sense of belonging one of the studies that I've read says that people in the age of age group of 19 to 29 feel less of a belonging than say people in the age group above 60 or 70 why do you think that is Uh, i can't say that i would
1: know in my professional role but uh you know i'm a millennial too and i guess the age range you're talking about is what is part of zoomers part millennials you know it feels like we're inheriting a world that we didn't create to put it pessimistically uh (laughs) you know um like w- what are jobs like how expensive is school we can't afford houses climate change is real you know, we've got front row seats to the racism and all these other social injustices around the world, indigenous people being dragged out of government buildings and juxtaposed with visuals of, you know, the way that they might treat protesters for the environment or what have you. You know, we're seeing all these things go wrong and we're, we're probably all feeling mostly powerless to change any of them. So I can see why people don't feel like they belong. But of course, that's this is more my personal uh, perspective. Mm-hmm rather than my professional one it's also a digital age where we stay connected in other ways that are more isolating as much as they
0: also still connect us does social media have effect on mental health of mostly say the age groups of teenagers or young adults who are mostly on their screens and things like that that's that's how it is at the moment so
1: yeah um absolutely does with social media what is that the highlights of our lives and it often makes it seem as though it's the everyday life for most people so you know people when they post things it's the good things that happen to them so you look at someone's page it's all wonderful things and if you do that throughout your day to kill time when maybe you're not having a good day you're going through your work day your life isn't you know frolicking on beaches and parks with your friends and family out on and out of bars and whatever I, I can see how that makes you feel as though you're not living the life maybe the way you should be. And uh, like, it's not real, right? Yeah. You see on social media, it's all, it's all designed to be something it's not, or, or like I said earlier, like just being a highlight of someone's Mm -hmm. life for what they're doing. So it's just not authentic. And I mean, I'm sure many people know that, but it's hard to really mm-hmm. internalize that. It's it's one thing to recognize it and say it. It's another thing to really believe that inside because, you know, these apps, the technology, social media, it's all designed to keep you on there and mm-hmm. to give you that flashes of dopamine that will uh, keep you coming back for more, I
0: guess. That's true. That's exactly what I see. I mean, I personally see that happening and I feel sad about that too. Like in some ways for many people, that's the only way, but I feel like having that true connection with someone else could make a whole lot of a difference than many connections on, on social media, I, I feel
1: Yeah, I, that's what I would think too. And, uh, you know, maybe that comes out for a lot of people these days, if you're having a bubble or a circle or uh, when we were allowed that, you know, you Mm -hmm. pick a couple of close people that you stay in touch with that you are maybe less cautious with. I mean, maybe still wearing masks, but keeping some distance, but you see them more often. So, so, um, I'm sure a lot of people out there are realizing nowadays that they maybe value the closer relationships that they have versus that, like the quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Like yes. you're saying that—that's my sense of it too. I, you know, I guess I'd also say that that is better for people's mental health, right? Uh, if people are finding that they still can't open up to someone that they're very close with when they need to, that's that's when services like the crisis line can be used that's that's what they're there for
0: so another study shows that communities recovering from disasters like even a pandemic social connection is a key to being resilient and bouncing back but the condition that we are in right now due to social isolation that we have to practice how can we in general during this time create social connections to support our mental health i think i go back to
1: you know it's going to look different for everyone if you're someone out there who is isolated, who, you know, you're not feeling a sense of belonging and this pandemic's been hard for you. If you're not already talking to someone who can support you professionally, then now might be a good time to start because it just feels like we're, we're not at the end yet. We still have many more months of this pandemic gone until uh, vaccines are rolled out for everyone. So if you're someone who's already isolated and struggling, you know, you've got to at least talk about how that's impacting your health and your well-being and getting in the way of you living life to the fullest. And a good place to start is the crisis line. And uh, there's a lot of different ones in BC. So whatever one is local to you might be the first one that you try. And then there are also provincial network lines and anyone in the province can call. And those calls are routed to more than one crisis line. So it increases the chance that someone will answer your call. That's uh, 1-800-SUICIDE and 310-MENTAL-HEALTH. If you're someone out there who is managing pretty well throughout all this. And maybe, you know, it doesn't hurt to to maybe reflect on what's working well for you. And if you're wanting to take it a step further and help other people, maybe you want to think of the people in your life who are having a hard time and Take that step to reach out to them and see um, how you can support them. Whether mm-hmm. it's just calling to say hey, and maybe you've got a friend who you you, you call a lot or they don't answer. Maybe you just keep calling. You yeah, and if they don't call you back, just take that extra step because I think mental health problems, substance use problems, when you have those, and like we kind of mentioned earlier, you, you withdraw yourself further. And so mm-hmm. those around you, if you notice your friends struggling. You know, do what you can to be there for them and in whatever way that looks like. You know, you'll understand them best. So there is a universal advice that I have for what to do.
0: What are the steps that we can take starting today to prioritize and improve our mental health?
1: I think it's going to, again, I go back to it's going to look different for everybody. You know, I understand routines are very helpful for people. So having some sort of set routine might Help you feel like we're not living in a pandemic, even maybe if we're just living at home. Uh, maybe it's taking those extra steps to being in contact with your friends or family. Maybe it's talking to your doctor if you feel like your mental health isn't really where you want it to be right now and having that difficult conversation. Maybe it's calling a crisis line to chat with a trained listener who can you know just talk you through what's been happening lately that hasn't made you feel like you're able to live your life the way you want to there's a couple different pieces to that and you know i'm not saying that any one of them will work but perhaps there's even a subset of people out there who might benefit
0: from medication for feelings of depression or anxiety yeah thank you again for doing that and being in that program and helping people mitigate that gap in some ways i guess
1: You know, I'm hoping that people who maybe listen in can take away a bit of understanding of what our service is. And crisis lines are really a valuable service out there, not just for people who don't have supports in their everyday life, but for those who don't want to burden your friends or family with the things that you're going through. The word crisis, I think, is often misleading when you think of who it is that calls crisis lines. Crisis itself is not based on the situation it's based on the feelings around the situation so while losing a job for someone might not matter because they're a student and maybe they have another job or maybe they don't like that job losing a job to someone else would be maybe the end of the world if that's like the source of their identity so it's a crisis for one person but not another and that's just how it works So, you know, if you're getting to some points where you're feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, you don't know what to do next, the crisis line is a great resource to use in that moment. If you're in the Fraser Health region, the Fraser Health crisis line is the one for you. The number for that is 604-951-8855 or one 877 820 7444 it's the toll-free number and then of course you have the provincial network lines 1-800-SUICIDE
0: and 310-MENTAL-HEALTH thank you so sure. much today for joining me today and giving your time again and being in the this line helping others and answering all these questions for me I hope it'll help some of our listeners to get some help if they need thank you again
1: You're very welcome. And I appreciate the opportunity to come on and maybe share some of my experience or my perspective on, you know, the the topic that you're bringing up, uh, social connectedness through COVID and the impacts on our mental health.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Try to reach out to your friends and family from time to time to check in with them. As the day has mentioned, you can reach out to the crisis line at any time for help. And since the idea of this podcast is to create a community, anyone listening in may feel free to reach out to me as well.